Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. My guest today is Craig Klickner, co-owner of Tandem Consulting. He works with aspiring entrepreneurs to create a clear vision for success. Craig shares with us his journey easing out of corporate America while building his side hustle. Today, he is in control of his own destiny and is living the life he wants to live. His advice is priceless. Check it out. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank. And today I have with me Craig Klickner. He's a co-owner of Tandem Consulting, which is a consulting firm working with aspiring entrepreneurs. He spent some time in corporate America managing up to $100 million portfolios for firms like GE prior to building several successful businesses. And he knows what it takes to go from side hustle to main hustle. And he gets to share that experience with individuals he works with on a daily basis, as well as through the thousands of speaking engagements that he does on an annual basis. He just launched a nonprofit, Tandem Giving, where he's raising funds for children in need all across the world. And his success has allowed him to be a full-time parent and part-time entrepreneur, where him and his wife, Carrie, invest the majority of their days in their children, traveling and enjoying life, something we can all appreciate. Craig, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Frank. I've been uh, admiring your work uh, the last uh, you know, several months that I've gotten to know you, and, and I've been learning from you as well. So it's been great. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Likewise. Um, so before we get into the, you know, the five questions aspect, I love to connect my guests with the audience and uh, just give some context into a day in the life of Craig, you know, who you are and, and what it is that makes you tick. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks. That's a, it's a deep question, I guess. But um, my wife and I created have created a really magical life, what we think. And people will often ask us, like, how we did it. And my answer is always really intentionally. Right. So we did not just kind of stumble into, you know, kind of the framework that I'm about to share. Uh, but we really wanted to make money. But ultimately, we wanted to divorce our time from our money. Right. So we wanted to be able to live on our own terms. And so uh, we've been able to accomplish that after a lot of a lot of work and a lot of effort, you know, 12 plus years or 10 plus years from my my side. Uh, but now, uh, mostly, I get up around 7, 8 a.m. and I play with my son uh, for a couple hours. Once we get the daughter out to kindergarten, he's two and a half and he has a blast. If anybody gets time with a two-year-old, it is very special. Um, but then I also need a break, so that's when I hand him over to my wife and she takes over, and then I go do a little bit of business and uh, you know post some silly stuff on LinkedIn or uh, you know talk to some of the business partners or maybe prepare for a future training uh, that we're running. And um, then typically uh, we have our nanny take over, uh, so we have a live-in nanny uh, from Columbia. She's like our fifth family member, and we absolutely love her. If anyone's ever in a position to bring someone in from another country to support you and your family, it's a really cool gift for your family, uh, but it's also a really cool gift for them if they want that opportunity to come to come into our country. Uh, and that's when Carrie and I really try to spend some time together and, uh, you know, talk about or work on our relationship as well as the companies we run, uh, and then try to squeeze in a little exercise, although I've got a little work to do to keep up with uh, Frank's pipes there, but uh, 
a little bit of exercise in. And then our evenings uh, typically consist of either hanging out with our family or, or our daughter who gets off kindergarten uh, and or doing a little business. Um, you know, we do more public speaking and coaching now, and uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, it's a great way to pour back into people, uh, and it's a great way to have a sense of fulfillment because I think a lot of people make money, you know, but they don't necessarily uh, have a sense of fulfillment through the work that they do. And my experience was going through uh, – you know, college and getting a good job is that it's hard to put that much pressure on a job, that it's going to make money, it's going to uh, give you passion, and you're going to have all the vacation and time that you want. And so that's where we really came to the realization we needed to own our own companies, and uh, we've been able to, to traverse that path and uh, feel really blessed. Um, now we also uh, have some other projects in line that I can't quite talk about yet publicly, but some cool things that we're working on. Uh, and we just launched our nonprofit, as you said, Frank, that uh, we're, we're really excited about it and excited to pay it forward and get back as much as we can. Cool. Well, thanks for filling us in there. And I know we'll, we'll touch on some of the stuff as we go through this today. But really, so I, I, I interviewed Kerry, uh, been connected yeah. with you both, and really love the, the content that you both put out. Um, but really, I, I loved about it, and I, before I reached out, you know, I love to investigate people and kind of see, you know, yeah. like, okay, cool. Their content looks cool, but what's really behind that? And you know, like yeah. what, whatever's available on Google and other resources. But what I really loved about the two of you is that you, you are part-time entrepreneurs and full-time parents. Um, and you just mentioned some great things. You, you're getting to spend time with your kids. Um, you get to travel really enjoying life. So it's usually in our lives is it's flip flop. It's like, ah, I got to put in the work. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then your kids, you don't get to spend as much time with your kids, your family, whoever it is, or just enjoying life in, in particular. But what you mentioned really is time. You have time and time is this asset that people take for granted. Like we have, it's like going to come forever. And I feel like um, really, really appreciate the fact that, um, so many aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, just people in general, um, they really don't respect time. And, uh, and you have managed to be able to take and, and put time on your side where you can really enjoy life. So I can't wait to, to dig into some of that um, uh, as we yeah. get into some of these questions. Um, so so um, let's, let's give the audience a little bit of context into really yeah. like your journey. How'd you get to where you are today? I know I mentioned you, know, you were running $100 million portfolios and, and working for big brand names and 13 or so years in the banking industry. Um, mm -hmm. Really love for you to kind of say you know, the, the journey of Craig uh, and, and, and where you were and, 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 uh, and where you got to, to be where you are today. Yeah, hey, um, happy to share as quick as I can or as efficiently as I can, but uh, really I got the degrees in finance and economics uh, because I felt like I wanted to understand how money works because people say money is time, and I totally disagree with that. They're interrelated, but they're not the same thing, right? <laughs> and so uh, time is definitely more valuable, but the challenge is most people spend their whole lives trading their life for money. Right. And so I knew I had to get out of that game somehow. You know, Robert Kiyosaki calls it the rat race. You know, there's a lot of different ways to position it. Um, so I got a good job in the corporate world and I just thought, hey, I'm just going to save a lot of money. I'm going to buy some real estate and then eventually I'm going to be wealthy. <laughs> uh, the challenge with that was, uh, you know, you need a lot of capital. Right. And you need a lot of income and then you or you have to take on a lot of risk. And being a, a banker and a risk analyst, that was not exactly my uh 
might lean in. And so I really started looking and trying to figure out different ways to get there. And so I enrolled in MBA school, which is what everybody does, like back at least in the early 2000s. And uh, hey, that's my answer to all my challenges, get, go get one more degree. Um, but that wasn't doing it either. And eventually I ran into um, some people who've been able to step away from corporate in their late 20s and become millionaires in the early 30s and really control their destiny. And so I did something kind of radical. I started focusing more on the who rather than the what. Right? So a lot of people are really like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But if you want to be successful in anything, like if you want to cool, shoot really cool videos like Frank does and do, be good at editing, like just ask Frank because he's good at it. People do that with coaching and athletics and learning a foreign language, but then they don't do that with their mindset on finances and building companies. And so once I started getting access to people who were actually created well, totally changed the game for me. And they started teaching me more about creating business and leveraging business systems versus needing a novel, crazy, cool idea. Um, and so at that point, you know, I was in my early mid-20s and I just went berserker. I was in the corporate world for GE working 50 plus hours a week as a risk analyst at that point. Uh, I was in MBA school. I bought my own property, but then I just started really focusing on more on building online communities and monetizing there because it's scalable and capacity to automate. So um, that's, that's really kind of how I started. Um, the challenge that I ran up against is I grew up in a very nice middle-class family. Uh, my dad's an engineer. My uncle's an engineer. Uh, all my uh, rel male relatives are engineers. So it was like go to school, get a good job work really hard, save, don't spend any money, don't buy flashy stuff. And someday, if you're lucky in your late 50s, you can retire. And it worked for my dad. He retired very well at 59. Uh, my mom uh, also retired at the same age my grandfather retired and was able to live really good lives. Um, but I was able to step away from corporate America in my 30s, um, not because I'm any smarter than them, but because of who I chose to listen to. Um, but I had to fight that grind, that kind of like, I need to save, save, save. And so one of the things I learned as an entrepreneur is I also needed to learn how to invest, but not just in stuff and product and equipment, but actually in my own thinking. And when I started taking my own self-development more seriously, a whole new world opened up for me, man, and it totally changed the game. And then when I got coaches and people who created success authentically guiding me, versus just trying to watch random YouTube videos, that also made just a huge impact on me. And we're, we're super thankful for those relationships we've had them for 13, 14 years now, and it, and it really made all the difference. Um, but I kept a day job. Um, I think, Frank, maybe you might agree with this, but most people aren't the Elon Musk of the world who are just geniuses and they're going to build all these billion-dollar companies. But most people don't want to sit in a cube or an office for the rest of their life. So a lot of us have entrepreneurial tendencies, but we're not necessarily gifted, right? And so I kind of consider myself like an entrepreneurial ambivert, right? I'm not an extrovert or introvert. It's an ambivert is like in between. And so uh, my, my whole thinking was how do I find a place that I can exercise and build on some of these skills, but not necessarily have to take this huge leap and just quit my day job and then make my, my side hustle, like force it to make income so I can pay my bills. So that's kind of a banker's approach. Um, it worked really well for Carrie and I, um, but we had to work really hard. I mean, I worked 70, 80, 90, 100 hour work weeks because I was full time in my job. And then, you know, having a relatively average intelligence, but high ambition, I had to work 30, 40 hours a week outside of that. Um, but, but it worked for us and we were able to step away. I think Carrie stepped away from corporate in the mid 20s from her teaching career. So 
it's been a huge blessing. But but the other thing is, and I can talk for a long time as you can tell, but uh, the, the, as a former commercial banker, I saw so many entrepreneurs, Frank, that would win the game monetarily, but then they were messed up with their family or their health was screwed up or they had no spiritual walk. And I think that if you're going to play the game of entrepreneurship, have a vision for where you're looking to go and then focus on a who has created that. And if you do those two things, um, you know, I think your chances of success are a lot higher. Well, you packed a lot into there, um, and and I really I, I appreciate it because some of the, the the great things you said. Um, not only the, the money piece is if money drives you, and you really think money's the end game. You know, I think when you get there and you do have that point where you're like, "Wow, I have all this money," you'll look around and say, "Okay." you know, what, what uh, I'm missing something and you probably will be. Mm-hmm. I, I think that money, once you have money, you realize that money isn't everything. Um, yeah. so, so there's a lot more to it. Um, and, and I think a lot of people that think, okay, if I get there, if I had this, I, I would be happier. Um, and it's not, you're, if you're miserable without money, you're going to be miserable with money. Um, and yeah. if, you're, if you're a jerk, you're going to stay a jerk, you know? So I think those things yeah. will be, will, will, are going to be there. I, I think, you really have to be happy about who you are. Um, I, I think you make a great point about being, you know, the who piece that's so, so important. So I'm glad you, mm-hmm. it took some time there to, to really dig into it and really not only what matters to you, but I think what resonates with, with a lot of people that'll be listening in. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully people can understand, like I, I didn't accomplish anything extraordinary. We've just been able to create enough income where we are able to step away and, and control our destiny. But, but it happened because that was our intention, not just I wanted to make money because we could do that in the corporate world. Right. So absolutely. So you get to work with a lot of people. I know that through, through your consulting, you get to work with so many different people. Um, and, yeah. and that's awesome. You get to speak uh, to thousands and all, all across uh, are you are you nationally? Have you done any global speaking? Yeah, we've done Australia, Jamaica, in England. We've done all over the world. Yeah, we we had a big one in Australia last year. That was fun. Yeah. Sure. So so I mean, exposure to so many people, so many questions, so many different cultures and and, and aspirations. Um, what's a piece of advice? People are tuning in, and, and you got the floor. It's they're all listening. Uh, what what's a piece of advice you would give to those tuning in? Yeah, well, I, I kind of packed a little bit of it, you know, on the front end. But my biggest thing for people is how do you want to live, not just what do you want to do, right? And don't scale that out one year. Push it out 10 years because, as you know, in entrepreneurship, we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year. <laughs> but then if you, you are successful and you get that exponential curve, you can underestimate what we can accomplish in 10 years. And, uh, you know, Anthony Robbins talks a lot about that, but – my, my biggest thing is get a clear vision on what you want to create in your life, not just financially, but from your time perspective, the quality of your relationships, your health. And then what you can do is reverse engineer that a little bit and say, okay, this is my destination. Let me go here. Here's what I find. If, if you get in your car, I get in my car and I'm going somewhere and I don't know where I'm going. I put in a specific address, right? What's interesting though is people do that for their car and their GPS, but they don't do it for the game of life. Right? And so then we have all this time, all week, and you haven't spent one hour thinking about where you really, truly want to go and what you want to manifest. I think that's problematic. And so the biggest thing that I, I share with people is know where you want to go. And you might not know perfectly. Look, if you're in your 20s and you're watching this, you're like, 
dude, I, I don't, I don't know. Do I want to get married? Do I want to go on a date? Like, I don't know. Right. But if, uh, if you can at least put a framework around it and start to rule out some things, you know, you don't want. So for me, I had a pretty deep passion that I did not want to have to work for someone else. And that I did not want to uh, be controlled by money. So that was like a deep passion. I kind of knew that about myself. Uh, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about, calls it like self-awareness or whatever. Um, but if you can have that clear vision, now you can actually work on the path to get there. And what I find most people do is they put in south in the GPS. And they want to end up in Disney World and they end up in Mexico. And they're upset. And it's like, well, you didn't, you didn't clearly define what you wanted. And then you didn't surround yourself with people who've created that. So I think, you know, one of my biggest fears for people now is like entrepreneurship is so glorified, you know, and it's really cool and better than a lot of other stuff, but man, it's hard. Like it is not easy. And if you try to go into that building big businesses and you never surround yourself with people who've done it, man, it's like trying to learn a foreign language and never hanging out with somebody who speaks it. It's problematic. Um, and your friends and, and are, are, are good and they're nice people and your family is good. But I say a lot, the people who love us are not always qualified to empower us. Yeah. You've got to be around people who can empower us, not just like random folks, right? And so um, we're pretty intentional about that. We're pretty intense who we listen to, who we surround ourselves with. And for us, that made a huge difference as well as just having, having a really clear vision. So I guess those would be my two biggest things, high level. <laughs> yeah, no, it's r really helpful. Um, what? So, so again, you, you work with a lot of people. Um, yeah. you get to, you know, you're enjoying life, and and really, you got you got some some awesome stuff going on. Um, what's what's the fuel that keeps you going? What 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 is what what is it? You know, whether it's working, you know, something that you're like, man, this is why I do it. This is it. This is what drives me. Yeah. Great, great question. Um, I don't think that that's changed for me. Um, although I think in my 20s when I didn't have money, that was a big driver, right? Because it was like I wanted the money not to buy fancy stuff, but to buy my time, mm -hmm. right? So I always say the best thing we bought with our money was our time. Because what else are you going to buy that's more valuable, right? Um, but what really drives me is a lot of people are really into helping people and I want to change the world and, and all that stuff. And that's good. I love that. Um, but what drives me is getting better. Like I'm really driven by like, how can I be a better version of me and how do I perform at a higher level? And how does Craig, if, I, if I'm good at public speaking, and I'm good, how do I get great, mm. right? Or, you know, we just got on social media like 15 months ago. So I mean, if you've seen some of my videos, you're like, Craig, that's a hack job, right? <laughs> like from your, your ability to edit. But I'm like, okay to put myself out there and just keep uh, incrementally growing because I know that I'll, I'll learn and I know that um, I'm driven by self-improvement, that makes sense. And um, that's what drives me. And uh, I would say I was, I was, God had fun with me because he, he uh, gave me a very, very competitive spirit, but then blessed me with really marginal athletic skill, right? So he's like, oh, this will be fun. Let's make him really competitive and, and you know. I like to say I was the tenth man on my eighth uh, on my basketball team in high school and an eight man rotation. So I, I saw a lot of hardwood. It was just like sitting on the bench. Um, but I found competitiveness not now in competing against other people, but in competing against how can Craig be better than who he was yesterday. Um, and that's actually what really drives me. Um, and I, helping people and everything is awesome. Spending time with my family is awesome. But I just had that internal drive and. I think everybody needs to kind of figure that out, what, what pushes them forward, because 
if you're able to tap into that, that's where a lot of happiness can come from, right? I, I think. Yeah, good. Yes. Um, so on the flip side of that, um, again, yeah, you get to work with a lot of people, um, and you're, you're kind of like fueled by by what it is you get to do. Uh, if you could change something, something you see, you're know, like, man, if I had that superpower, you know, Craig, Craig could do this magic and it would change. What's, what's something you would change if you could? I, I got to give you two answers here. So one is, one is about me. If I could change this, I would. Um, but actually, interestingly enough, uh, I've always sort of suffered from kind of an intense level of absent-mindedness. Um, so not like normal stuff, like in high school, I would go with the car to high school and come back on the bus and my parents would be like, where's the car? And say, oh, I forgot it. Um, you know, I got pulled out of second and third grade a lot because I didn't put my name on papers. Um, I, we went to Australia a couple months ago to do a big, or last year to do a big speaking engagement. I left my Lexus running in the driveway. When we not left the country, we left the continent. So um, it's all fun and games until you have children because you don't want to leave them in places they don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I really started to explore that a little bit. And so I found out actually at, at 40 years old that I was diagnosed with an atypical form of ADHD. Um, and so it's something I've struggled with my whole life. Uh, it's been a major epic issue. So if I could change one thing, I would snap my fingers and be able to change that. Um, but there's also a lot of entrepreneurs who have ADHD and other mental health issues, and it kind of is also what drives creativity. So as much as I'd like to not have that piece, I'm sure I would probably lose other things uh, that, I'm, that I'm good at or talented at. So, um, but, but if I could just change one little thing, Frank, I'd, I'd take that back, and I'm sure Carrie would be very thankful if I wasn't forgetting everything all the time. <laughs> um, so that's for myself. Um, for other people... I guess what I just wish for more people is the courage to pursue the life they want to create. I just see a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs or we even work to coach them and help them, but then they're not willing to let go of certain things because to create the life they want, right? Like maybe it's watching NBA basketball or maybe it's video games or maybe it's just pushing through fear of public speaking or getting out and talking to people. It's like people aren't willing to push through that fear. And then as a function of that, they feel bad and then they don't manifest the life they want. And it's sort of this just really interesting conundrum in the human spirit that is, it sometimes just feels really sad. It's like, how can I be better at empowering people? But on the end, it's, but in the end it's on you, right? Like I can't, uh, what's the quote? Like you can't, no matter how tall your grandfather is, you got to do your own growing, right? Uh, I think Abraham Lincoln said that maybe. I don't know. Don't, don't put that one in, in quotes. But the, the point is like, I just wish more people had that courage and that guts and that tenacity um, because I meet so many people who want to live the life that we have, but then they're not willing to do the work or make the personal changes they need to make. And that, that's hard. I wish that more people were willing to do that. And, and um, I don't always know how, but I'm working on getting better at it every day. So, wow. Well, uh, you keep you keep working at it, uh, you know, chip away, um, yeah. and, and then um, you know things. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think what you're doing. I think just hearing you speak and and, and I, you can tell you're you're doing some you're doing some big things, and you really do care about what you do. So um, I yeah. Think, yeah, it's really really cool. Um, 
All right. So my one of my favorite parts of the show is uh, to give my guests a chance to really kind of step up out of soapbox, you know, glimpse, rub the crystal ball, whatever it is, but give us a glimpse into the the future of, of what Craig sees and, and really you know, help us understand where are we going? What, what do you see five years from now? Yeah. Man, that's such a great question, Frank. I, I love that. And Carrie told me you were going to ask me that, so I thought I should prepare. And then I was like, I'll just, I'll just wing it. There's so many things that come to my mind. Um, but the biggest thing is I just see a radical change of the way technology and artificial intelligence is going to impact employment. And, you know, I mean, you can go super deep into this, but look, if you're an accountant and you're listening to this, it's not going to be that hard for artificial intelligence to replace your job. The question is not if, the only question we're haggling over is time frame, right? Is it going to be five years or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years? So I think the biggest thing that people can really be thinking about and working on is like from a, from a financial perspective is their brand and learning skills and developing who they are so that you're dynamic. Um, there's the book Speed of Trust by Stephen M. R. Covey, you know, um, the, the son of the gentleman who wrote Seven Habits. And he said that our ability to learn new things in the 21st century is more important than our ability to learn any one thing, like become an expert in it. And so I just say, like, embrace the process of learning more and, and quit, like, thinking I have to justify who I am and I'm this big hotshot and whatever. And just humble yourself and, like, go learn. And through the learning process, you'll develop new skills and you'll be a more energized, happy person, I think. Um, and I think we just need to be really realistic about the way a technology is going to impact us. And there's a lot of interesting things that the government can try to do to hedge that. But, man, in the end, when a robot can, can be a banker or artificial intelligence can be a banker, like, there's a lot of people at work, right? And um, you can make arguments against it. Like people said, oh, people thought that about the railroad or the automobile or whatever, but they weren't replacing the human mind, Right. And computers can operate so much faster than we can. So when they get to a space of what's called general intelligence, I mean, the, the whole, everything's going to change and, and you should be prepared and, and be ready to rock and have different skills other than just one technical core job that you have. So um, last, last thing I say is in the 21st century, job security is way lower than the 20th century. Like job security was like kind of a fad of the 20th century, it kind of lived and died and like now it's in the nursing home. <laughs> so, the cool thing, though, is there's more opportunity than ever, right? Because, like, you can start a YouTube channel or whatever, and you can start to monetize that or, or do some things online and get in the game of entrepreneurship. Watch you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I lost your sound. Get me back. Here you go. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I lost you. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. All right, you said that you were saying um, the game of entrepreneurship. I, mean, I could splice it in there. It's no big deal. But Okay, yeah. So I was just saying I think there's, there's less job security than there's ever been in the 21st century. And in the 20th century, job security was a little bit like a, a fad, <laughs> right? And uh, it's lived and died, and now it's like it's not dead, but it's like in the nursing home. And so – you got to protect yourself, right, and start to develop some of these other skills because the cool thing about the 21st century is there's more opportunity than ever. And you can be an entrepreneur by starting a YouTube channel or getting 10,000 followers on Instagram 
Uh, but again, you got to be smart about it. It's not just easy, but there's more opportunity than ever. So it's kind of the biggest change that I see coming up. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned something that the thing is, is that it's not going to, this isn't something that we're going to wake up tomorrow and say, Hey, AI is taking over your job. I mean, it's happening and it's going to happen. I think people, People tend to ignore stuff. They're like, nah, yeah, like you said, oh, they said that about the railroad. They say, oh, that's always, they're always talking about that. And then one day, they, a, a client gets picked off or a firm opens up and it starts, they start to, like, everyone's like, oh, wow, look what this they can do. And, and they can do it faster. They can do it more efficiently. And, and people, businesses start to really suffer. So I think what yeah. you said is preparation. You, you used the word preparation. I feel like we do. We, we have time to prepare. It's not, it's happening. Um, and you need to be, you, you need to really be aware that it's real. It's not, it's just a matter of time when it's going to be a reality. And, and you have to start thinking about what am I doing to make sure that I don't disappear uh, because technology puts my company under, puts my people out of business. So, so yeah, I really, really like that. Um, and I think you, you definitely touched on some great points here. So the preparation time is, is now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, nobody puts all their money in one stock in your investment, right? But then people do it with their jobs. So you have, you diversify your investments, but why aren't you diversifying your income streams? Mm. Like it's just practical. It's just common knowledge, but nobody's teaching it. It's just not common. So by all means, like go out and develop other skills and, and prepare yourself for sure. So, so you, again, uh, you know, I, I, I had carry on. I really, I felt like I, we, we could have talked for hours. Um, yeah. uh, you know, same thing with you. You have so much insight. I think you work with such a demographic that appeals to so many people. I think there's so many of us who are working somewhere, aspire to be somewhere or, you know, have a little side hustle. And we're like, how do we get to that next level? So I really appreciate you taking some time to dig in deep and really give some real examples. Um, you, you've, you've, you're not someone who is talking about stuff that you can't back up, which is what I love. Yeah. A lot of people on social media that will sell you an ebook, that'll enroll you in a course, and you look back, you're like, what have you done to be able to talk to me about this? And there's so right. many that fail that litmus test. So um, yeah. the two of you are really, really awesome. So where I'll give you, you know, like if someone wants to find you, they, they, they want to seek you out, let us know what are, you know, maybe a couple ways, whatever, best ways to reach out to you or connect with you. <laughs> Yeah, we have so few ways, Frank, because uh, we've just got into the social media game. So actually, LinkedIn is the best place. I, you know, I, I post a little on Instagram, but not really. Uh, we built our businesses. We built our first business to three, four million in revenue without social. Uh, then we built an educational company to about three quarters million, million dollars in revenue without social. Uh, now we started the nonprofit. We're going to use social with it. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn is really the, the place to reach out to me. Uh, and I think I have my email on there. People can email at least my personal email on there right now. And we're doing some rebranding and we've got some websites being built right now just to kind of handle some of the influx that's happening. Uh, but it really just hasn't, we're not quite there yet. So when, if we, if we have another convo in a year, I'll have all sorts of more resources for people to reach out to us. You bet. And I'd welcome that. Um, Cool. So uh, really appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for being on. And I will make sure that uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure uh, wherever I post this, this will go a couple different spots. So I'll, I'll make sure uh, we, they, we got your LinkedIn channel there. You, you got a pretty, you, you've, if we're only being on a short time, you've grown a, a really uh, great following um, saying, I love, love the stuff you put out. So um, definitely check Craig out there. Um, and thanks for being on, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. And, and Frank, uh, it's been great watching your stuff. And I've literally been learning from you uh, as well, especially on the video editing. Um, but just one, one, one last point, if I make it and, and if you need to edit out, that's fine. But 
you know, when we first got on social media, I literally had a 19 year old kid come over to my house and train me, Carrie, and a couple doctors in on like, how do you use social media? And that's like, sometimes I think the humbleness that people need to have about, about really growing and getting better. Right. And so thanks for everything you're doing and, and I'll be learning from you and maybe shooting you a message here or two if you're willing to, to give me some support. So appreciate it. And your questions are awesome. Very insightful. Thanks so much. Anytime, man. Anytime. I love, I love sharing. So you definitely take me up on that offer. I'm happy to help, man. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5questionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.